Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. I'm Carly Becker, and I'm a dairy educator based in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Joining us today is Samantha Garrett. Thank you for your time, Sam. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do with Penn State Extension? Hi, yes. Um, I'm Samantha Garrett, as Carly mentioned. Um, I'm a dairy business educator, and prior to joining Extension, I was uh, the Director of Training for MSC Business Services, um, which is the offshoot of um, Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. Uh, I was responsible for keeping up with tax law um, for both federal and state, as well as the trainings for our accountants throughout um, the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, prior to Joining Farm Bureau, I also worked for a large dairy manufacturer out in Richland Center, Wisconsin. Great. Thanks for introducing yourself. And today we are going to be talking about tax preparation, which is everyone's favorite topic. So a few questions to start us off. When discussing financials and tax preparation with dairy producers, have you had any questions that really stood out as unusual or unexpected? Many of my uh, clients that I often worked for were in their mid-50s, and a lot of the questions or one of the main questions that they asked was, what all do I need? And then that question I was just surprised about because they are in their 50s and I would anticipated them knowing what they needed to have prepared for their tax visit. What did they need? The response to that would have been they needed to make sure that they had any W-2s that that individual or their spouse may have had, um, any 1099s that they have received, and also any other income that you may have made in the past year. A lot of people also forgot about that K-1 if they were a member of an S-corporation that they're involved in. Also, you need to think about uh, what expenses uh, you may have had for the business and yourself. It's, you got to remember that you, have a, you file a Schedule F, but then you also have your 1040 for your individual. So that Schedule F is going to flow onto your 1040. And uh, one of the most commonly things that I had to ask for that producers forgot is if they paid a student loan interest, or if they paid for um, their student or their child to go to school and they were paying off that loan, typically you would get a 1099 showing um, that interest that you paid as well as a home mortgage. And also uh, just don't show up to your tax appointments with all your receipts in a box because that has happened to me before. Yeah, that doesn't seem ideal to have just a box full of receipts. So you're suggesting for farmers to at least have a little bit of organization and some files ready in order for their tax accountant to start filing their taxes, correct? That's correct, so. yes. Okay, great. Now that our next question is, is there a system that, speaking of organization, is there a system that you have found that works well for people to keep track of farm financial records in order to prepare for tax season? 
And is there anything that you wouldn't recommend besides the box? Because you already said that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like you said, and that really tied into this question, organization is key uh, to make uh, the tax time go smoothly and not to pull out your hair. I've had producers on farm on PA facts, which is farm bureaus, um, accounting, um, record keeping. They're also QuickBooks. I've had producers on paper, uh, record books as well as some made up Excel sheets. However, you can be organized the most efficiently. This will really help when your accountant shows up or you go to your accountant. Remember, you know, tax time is a very stressful time for your accountant. So anything you can do to make life easier on them will help them tremendously. Great. Is there any other interesting filing system that you've seen besides the shoebox? I would say the shoebox one is the one that's coming to my mind right now. Most of my guys and ladies at least had some sort of organization thing, whether that be, you know, they totaled up all the receipts and they also um, wrote it down on like the college ruled paper and they presented that to me. So that was even better than the shoebox. Great. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be any fancy organizational, like super technological system. It can be as simple as writing totals down and that would help your accountant even. Yes. Yeah. That that's a big one. If your accountant has to um, sit there and total up, you know, your columns or your paper or your receipts, that's going to take way more time than it would be if you totaled up your receipts. Yeah, good. So our next question are, what documents are needed when a farmer goes to a meeting with their tax preparer? I know you were kind of mentioning a bunch of different forms in that first question there. And is there a checklist or a document available to help when starting to gather the necessary information for the meeting? There's not a checklist or document that Penn State Extension has that is, you know, tips for going to your tax accountant or in preparation for your tax accountant. I would say it's on a case-by-case basis when it comes to that. So I think you need to have that conversation with your accountant, asking them what they need. That way you're prepared for when they visit or you go to them. Okay. And are there specific documents that like all farms will need or are they different? So, I mean, you, you need your basics. You need to make sure you have your income and your expenses. You also need to make sure you, if you purchased any new equipment or built anything that needs to go on your depreciation sheet, that you bring that along. Another thing that sticks out to me on that I had to ask for, and a lot of times my producers had to dig through their records, is that purchase sheet from when you purchased that equipment. Because there are things on that sheet. So say you traded in a tractor for a new tractor. Well, there's that value that they gave you for that old tractor that's in there. And your account needs that in order to first take off that old tractor from your depreciation sheet 
as well as um, making sure they get the correct values and the right values for that new tractor to place on that depreciation sheet. Great. That's helpful. And is this, is tax season the correct time to have discussions with your accountant about other business matters, such as transition and succession planning and business goals? Or when do you recommend to have those types of conversations, if not then? You know, that conversation might be sparked then uh, during tax season, but for the sanity of your accountant, I would say push that off till after that April 15th deadline. It is important to have that transition succession planning conversation with them, as well as looking at business goals for the year. Another important time that you should be seeing your accountant as farm professional is the November, December timeframe, because this, this is time, this is the time where you'll be discuss, discussing, you know, tax planning. So what's going into tax planning? Well, your accountant is looking at what you might owe in taxes and what you need potentially to buy or not buy before that December 31st deadline. So it's critical to make sure you are meeting with that accountant prior to the year end. And what benefits can be realized from reviewing tax documents each year? So kind of the piggyback off of that last question, that's you know, your plan on how you're going to pay taxes and using the 179 expense. So a 179 expense is that deduction that you can take if you bought a new piece of equipment that's either new to you. It doesn't have to be, it can be a used uh, piece of equipment. It just needs to be new to you and it can't be bought from a family member. But this is where it's important to have a conversation with your accountant. Great. And in your opinion, what is the most important thing farmers can do when preparing for tax season? You probably mentioned a few already, but just to focus in on that one thing. One thing. I'm going to say it's the organization. I can't tell you at how many farms I was to that were organized that just made tax time go smoothly for them and for me. It also sets them up for success for the next year. Yeah, exactly. Organization is key, not only in tax preparation, but also just life in general. It makes things easier. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Where can farmers look for assistance, either with tax preparation or to find guidance to be prepared when consulting a professional? Penn State Extension, uh, the dairy management uh, team, as well as there's a small sub team with the business management team. So yes, there's two different teams there, but we all work for the same end goal and that's to help you. We can help guide you into the direction of finding a tax preparation professional. The, The critical thing there is to make sure you find someone that has experience in working with the Schedule F because there's things such as, you know, your breeding livestock versus raised livestock. You know, they they go on different forms. You fill out different forms for that. And when you don't 
get someone that knows what they're doing. This can significantly impact the outcome of your taxes for that year. But if you're ever audited, this could hit you with more taxes if it's not done properly. Yeah. And for any information that you, if you wanted to get a hold of someone with Penn State Extension, you can go to our website at extension.psu.edu. And we have staff directories on all the different teams with their emails. So if you ever wanted to reach out to anyone for further information, you can go there. And our last question is, are there any recommendations for farmers as they seek a tax professional, such as ag experience, accreditations or credentials, anything else? Yeah, so I would say the ag experience is uh, critical. Like I said prior, getting that person that knows agriculture and knows what a cow is versus a heifer will help you. Also knowing you know, the forms that also educates themselves on, you know, the ever-changing tax laws. That's why I always enjoyed working for Farm Bureau and preparing taxes because I didn't know if how something was handled on the tax form. I always had another individual to lean on or to call up and say, hey, John Smith, I don't know how to handle this situation. So that's that's the benefits of going to somebody that works for a larger company such as Farm Bureau or Ag Choice because they have others to lean on. You want to look if if you're not interested in going for like a larger company or that has multiple accountants, look for a EA title or like a CPA title. So an EA is an enrolled agent and they have to take exams in order to get that accreditation. And then that accreditation, you also have to have continuing education credits. And that's the same way with CPAs. So making sure you're checking people's experience and accreditation will help you in finding someone that will prepare your taxes properly. And one thing I always say is if if you want to know why a number is on your tax form, ask why. Don't just assume that it's correct because people, I mean, we're humans, we make mistakes. So make sure you're checking over that tax form and signing your name or, you know, before you're signing your name, because at the end of the day, you're liable for that number if you're ever audited by the IRS. Great. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today. And this was a lot of really helpful information for me and hopefully for producers as well. And thank you to all of our listeners. And don't forget to tune in next Tuesday where dairy educator Ginger Fenton will talk with agronomy educator Andrew Frankenfield about crop input costs in the spring season. So thanks, Sam. Thanks.